Hi there, I'm Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the 2002 film, Below. I grew up as a huge fan of submarine movies. My dad, uh, we watch a lot of war movies, especially anything with uh, Clint Eastwood, uh, Burt Lancaster, some of those other big actors of the day. A lot of war movies, but really enjoyed submarine movies for whatever reason. And it turns out I watched a lot of Jacques Cousteau and eventually became a scuba diver. So I've always liked water. I was on a swim team for about a decade, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I always find submarine movies tense. Uh, The idea that a whole bunch of guys want to live underwater for an extended amount of time, um, not seeing the surface, not, you know, it's just it's just kind of surreal and, and strange and a good place for drama. And there's been some great submarine movies. Well, the short movie on uh, the short version of the movie review of Below is it came out in 2002 and didn't do much. Uh, You've got an incredible cast, writer, director, the whole nine yards, and a $40 million budget in 2002 that was filmed on location on a real World War II submarine. But it went on to gross about $600,000. Yeah, didn't even make a million dollars back. I don't think it got a wide release, although I do remember seeing this in the theater. It was one of those movies that kind of came out one weekend and was gone a weekend or two later. And on Rotten Tomatoes and such, it actually has decent reviews. Watching it now, now that I'm a quote-unquote movie reviewer, it's just everything doesn't come together, but it's really well done. And if you like submarine World War II movies, you should watch this because it's different. There you go. That's the short review. The long review is... It's a pretty good movie, and it holds up very well now that it's almost 20 years old. Wow. It's got a huge cast. Bruce Greenwood, always a favorite, especially when he's playing like military or Starfleet. Olivia Williams, Matthew Davis, Scott Foley, Zach Galifianakis, Young, Jason Fleming, playing American, (laughs) Dexter Fletcher. I mean, it's a huge cast. Darren Aronofsky wrote and produced it, and David Tui directed it. This was after Pitch Black. So I don't know what happened. I think um, it was a, you know, it was released partially by Miramax. It's out of print now on Blu-ray. The Blu-ray I have is one of those Morgan, not Morgan Creek, but uh, Echo Creek Miramax double features with two movies on one disc. And actually, as a Blu-ray review, the movie looks pretty darn good for one of these cheapies that you can buy for a couple bucks at, you know, the Dollar Tree and stuff. Uh, but it's out of print now and going for about 40 bucks, and it's the only time this movie's ever been out in high definition. The transfer looks pretty good. It's a two-channel stereo mix that's separated quite well into my surround sound system, uh, and it's a pretty high bit rate for the video in code. I was shocked. I mean, I have a few of these Mill Creek things. Um, sometimes it's the only way to get. I think they do a pretty good job with like the Ultraman series, taken from the 60s and 70s and restoring those. Um, they, they have started, but this was at a time when they were just throwing movies out on disc and they put, you know, four movies on one disc and that kind of thing. And they suffer from quality and compression issues. This has two movies on it, but both the movies are a little over an hour and a half. So it fits with a decent encode rate. And, and so I was kind of impressed with how it looked. I think marketing didn't do this movie any favors either. Marketing tends to focus on the fact that it's kind of a thriller horror movie and it's really not. Well, I mean... American submarine crew distress 
call. They have to go investigate it. It's what you do during wartime. And they find a few people that have survived the sinking of their hospital ship. And they bring them aboard and weird things start happening. Now, if this were, I just reviewed a Conjuring movie, but if this were a Conjuring movie or any one of the other uh, horror series that are out now, the things that happen would be loud bangs uh, on the soundtrack and jump scares and things like that. But this is Darren Aronofsky and David Tui, so they were going for something a little more cerebral. And knowing where Darren Aronofsky went after this, you know, he started with Pi and then made some incredibly... Uh, dark but well-made films, and his most recent mother was, you know, uh, very divisive, shall we say, but I thought it was pretty incredible. But anyway, you've got these two guys working early on in their careers, uh, right after the beginning of the 21st century, making a World War II submarine thriller horror film. The horror elements... This is, the as I said in the beginning, submarine movies are ripe for drama, especially this kind of drama. Tension, don't know what's outside the ship, you know, that kind of thing. But it the movie spends much, much, much more time on the typical stuff of avoiding depth charges and things like that than it does the supernatural stuff that starts happening, where things just mysteriously go awry. But none of it's too terrifying. And... It becomes more psychological as the movie goes. I won't get into spoilers. But I know sometimes when I've watched this movie in the past, I had a hard time maintaining focus all the way through. About two-thirds of the movie, it just kind of, I don't know, it's like I want it to do be a little something else. I mean, there's some guys that go outside the, the submarine to fix something, but that just turns into just kind of a, I don't know, It yes, some tension happens, but I expected it to be a little bit more. Um, and then you've got this big ending with special effects and, and, and everything that happens. And I'm like, okay, maybe we should have got here a little quicker. It's not that the movie's long. It just, you had three writers on the movie. Darren Aronofsky originally wrote it, but so did Lucas Sussman and David Tui, the director. And it just seems like it could have been tightened up, say, about two-thirds through the movie a little bit longer. Tighten that up and get to the... Because it would have had... The ending would have more import, I think, if we didn't start getting confused by some of the things that were going on and why. People's psychological problems get involved. Things that have happened in the past play into this. I don't know. I think this movie is ripe for kind of a, a cult movie status because there's some people that are going to really love this movie. They're going to love the authentic nature of the sets because it was really on a submarine. I think some of the writing is a little too modern. It, it doesn't sound... There, there are times that you don't think it's World War II. It could be any time. And sometimes that's usually... Since we're on a submarine and we're not seeing the rest of the world, you know, you can usually throw in some, some anachronisms from the past and and that kind of grounds it in a in a past kind of feeling in the whole movie you don't get that sure in the beginning when they're passing along uh who they've picked up that they're brits and one is female they use every term you can think of that they would have used back then to describe them as redcoats or dames or what you know whatever um and that if they had continued that through the entire movie the movie would have felt a little more like a 1943 period piece that it's supposed to be but other than that, those are the, those are all negatives, but they're they're pretty minor negatives. You got a great cast having fun with this movie. Uh, it's incredibly well filmed. 
considering you're filming on a submarine, it's not like you can just do setups anywhere. You know, there's only certain ways to film a narrow room. But all in all, watching it now, I was surprised at how much I still like this movie. I had forgotten so much of it, didn't remember what the, you know, the big, the big ending, the big problem was or whatever. Um, it does have a good ending. Interesting. Open for uh, discussion and thought. I don't want to get into spoilers. I should do a separate one, but this movie has never been big enough deal. Most people, I don't know. I don't even know if it's on streaming services. It's kind of hard to watch. But again, going through some boxes and stuff, and I found this, I'm like, man, I haven't. The only reason I bought this, the other movie on the disc is Darkness with Anna Penquin, uh, Lena Olin. And I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but it's a good director. But I picked it up because I couldn't believe this movie was actually available. It came out in 2012 on one of these Echo Bridge Home Entertainment dual releases. I think I picked it up for five or seven bucks on Amazon or whatever. Unfortunately, now it's hard to get. Like I said, if you can stream it or rent it and you like submarine movies, this one is one that you've never seen. And Graham Revell does the music. It's All in all, it's a pretty darn good movie that just got lost in the shuffle of releases back in the day and never got its due. But really good acting all the way around and, and an interesting, interesting submarine story. That for me, just all the supernatural stuff didn't all come together in the end. Although now that I'm thinking about it, I I, I did like it better this time. I I can't get into spoilers and discuss why, but maybe in another podcast. Check out below. It's available out there if you can find it. David Tui and Darren Aronofsky doing a World War II submarine movie. It's one of those things, that, you know, this will never happen. Well, it did, and it's available, and it's not bad. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Please check it out for links to everything else. Like, share, and subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.